This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5 snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop E.H. And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! Oh! Are you serious? Slam jam bear! Get ready for the NBA Dunkin' Contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most popular man in Tokyo over the weekend, broadcasting bullpup basketball worldwide. (laughs) I didn't get any reports of people listening to bullpup basketball from Bangladesh. I got a report of somebody listening to bullpup basketball at Walmart. There you go. That they said they were in Walmart listening. Okay. So that's pretty good. Steve, did you hear all the people telling you about The Bachelor last night? No. Well, I think a few people were saying, hey, we got well, yeah, a friend but- of the show, Trav Doyle. He was saying, yeah, it's, it's a great show. I, I think he was just placating you. No, 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 I no, think no. he'd heard it all from his wife and it was just passing along. I think that he knows. I just that just doesn't seem like uh, his cup of tea to me. Maybe we can record an episode and watch it together, and and I'll just walk you through what's happening. I think you'd be a little confused. I are, are you familiar with with their with their fantasy suite? I don't want to know. Ooh, that's where it gets crazy, Steve. We've talked a lot about The Bachelor this week. I you think, have, not me. Yo, you you love it, Steve. Little do we know, we're gonna find out that you are a big fan. No. Trust me, I've not watched one minute of that show. Well, Steve, I know you did watch something last night, and that was McPherson Bullpup Basketball at home against Wichita Collegiate. And let's be honest, we didn't know what we were going to see with the McPherson boys. That we thought that it could be a very challenging game. We thought that this would be a scary game leading up to probably an even scarier game on Friday at Andale. But the boys rose to the challenge last night and put together what was their best performance of the year. Yeah. Where everybody was on the same page, they played as one, and it was a phenomenal team effort. You look at at all the different individual statistics that made that game crazy. Max Alexander with a career high, Jace Kinnaman and Seth Madrim with a career high. Then you throw in Cody Stuffelbean grabbing 19 rebounds. Oh, yeah. The first bullpup to do that in more than 40 years. And what's the most impressive about that is Collegiate went 6-9, brought in some 6-4 off the bench. It was a very impressive win from the standpoint that this is a McPherson team that was coming off of a 10-day break. They hadn't played for a while. Then you get thrown out there against a bigger team that plays a different style than you're used to, a lot of up and down on the floor, a lot of pressure. 
But the Bullpups matched them. They matched the energy. They matched what they needed to do on the defensive end. And maybe what's the most impressive part about it is the defensive effort they had in the second half by just giving up 12 points and only two points in the fourth quarter. Right. They outscored them, I think it was 26 in the second half. I think it was like... uh, it was thirty-eight to twelve. So thirty-eight yeah, to twenty-six. 12. Yeah, thirty-eight to twelve, and and it's it, they were having fun. You know, they were having fun playing. Um, you know, it was it's like they didn't have a care in the world. They played fast and loose, and like you said, they played as a team. I thought, uh, you know, and and it also proved that Jake Alexander does not have to score twenty points for this team to win. I mean, you know, there's so much pressure on Jake to get 20 points because they, they just feel like he's got to carry the load. Well, the other guys kind of stepped up. Jake just, you know, blended in and blended in real well. You know, he played really well on the on the defensive end. He didn't shoot it very well on the offensive end. But, uh, you know, he still, you know, he contributed. But it was just from, you know, the, the especially about the top eight guys, they were really solid last night. 11 steals. That's another freaky number. Nine assists. Well, there weren't a ton of jump shots being made, so – that doesn't help that number. It's still not a horrible number. Well, I'm telling you, coaching had a lot to do with that game last night because Coach Kenneman detected some things in collegiate that they could exploit, and boy, did they ever exploit it. He knew they could get a lot of two-on-ones, three-on-twos, because collegiate just crashes the boards, and Cody Stuffelbean was you know, taking care of the rebounds. He was pitching it to Max or Jace or Kyler Hoppus. Those guys were you know, getting setups. Madrin was just flying up and down the floor. He had his full arsenal on display. You know, we see in the JV games, he scores. You know, he plays two quarters of JV and is always in double figures because those JV games get up and down, and that's where he's most effective. He's, he is not near as effective in the half-court game as he is the full-court game because when he gets in the full-court game, he can, you know, use his running and jumping ability to get to the basket. The girls also won last night, and we'll talk about them here in a minute just because they had a much easier win 55-17 to 17 over Collegiate, but looking forward and looking ahead to the postseason, we've talked a lot about seeding and matchups and all sorts of things, but probably the most important thing for the boys is not seeding and matchups. It is energy and how they come out and perform. And if you take the effort that they had last night against the Collegiate team that was bigger and maybe in some ways faster and stronger than them, If you see that type of effort against anybody, this is a hard team to lose or to to, to beat if you're an opponent. Right. This is a hard matchup. Well, they're going to have to have that kind of energy because Andale is going to be maybe the best or second best team on the schedule this year. Probably top three. Easily the top three. And they're ranked number three in 4A. In fact, uh, don't be surprised if they play Miege for the championship in 4A this year. I think that's who it's going to come down to. Who's the number two team in 4A? Do you remember? Actually, Miege is two right now. Who's one? Kansas City Piper, I believe. Oh, well, that, they won't we, stand a chance. Yeah, we've seen we've <laughs> seen Piper always ends up with a high ranking, and then they get to state, and they fold like a cheap suit. So we know it's going to be Miege and Andale, probably the two best teams in 4A. And, boy, this is a year the Bullpups really wish they'd been in 4A because – Let's face it, 4A is not very good this year. Andale poses a lot of problems, and Coach Kinneman talked about one of the reasons that they pose such a problem is they they play a matchup zone that he doesn't really even understand how it works. 
that it, it's a hard defense to figure out what they're doing, but they also are very physical. Oh, They're not a particularly big team. I mean, they have some decent size, but this is not a 6'8", 6'9", group. This is a six two, 225 pounds, country strong yeah. type of team Far where every, everybody is strong right. and physical and tough. So this week is going to be very important for these boys. And to start off one and one is a huge win. That that is a huge start to this week. And if they could come out of this week two and zero, then maybe that's the energy and the propulsion that they need, the momentum to keep going and to continue at this pace. Because if they play like they did last night, I don't know who can stop them. Well, I think Coach Kinnaman will use the term soft in practice leading up to Andale. We cannot be soft. We got you know you know Cody Stufflebee's not going to be soft. I mean, he and, and the Fairchild kid inside, that is, that's like two Brahma Bulls facing off. And, of course, Cody would be wearing red. So, there you go. So Olay. Maybe, yeah, so Fairchild could be kicking his heels and snorting and spitting. And, you know, it could be a real battle inside. That's going to be a really, really fun game on Friday night. It was a great game last year. Right. It was a 36-34 to 34 win. And Andale, like, Andale has no problem playing... Those kind of grind-out physical games. And it's really – there's two fascinating matchups. There's Fairchild and Stufflebean, and then Jake Alexander and Easton Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, Easton Hunter, a great score. He lit us up at the Roundhouse two years ago. As a freshman. Yeah, as a freshman. I don't think – a lot of people probably don't remember that game, but Andale came in and just flat took it to the Bullpups on a year. They make it to the state championship game. They came in here and they took it They took it right to McPherson. And, uh, of course, the Bullpups returned the favor last year. And now we go back down to Andale again this year, just one of those quirks of the schedule. But, uh, boy, those those two matchups, if, if, you know, if, if those matchups are all even, then it comes down to the other three players. And got to like the Bullpups' chances, I think, with the other three players. On the girls' side last night, Steve, a pretty easy win. And a lot of that came from McPherson turning over collegiate 20 times in the first half and setting the pace for that game and showing them kind of how that game was going to play out. But there was nobody that was really dominant in this game for McPherson. I thought Cassie Cooks played really well and had 14. She was really good. But everybody got into the scoring column, 11 for 11. And this was the type of win that we kind of anticipated happening, that it would be a relatively easy win. You don't learn a lot about your team in games like this, and it's a little bit hard because your starters don't get to play a ton of minutes. You are... They, I mean, they even didn't shoot the ball very well at three out of 19 from three and didn't make right. those three-pointers until the fourth quarter. But still, it's nice that when you have an off night, you still win by 38 and play very solid on the defensive end. Collegiate wasn't very good. Let's just put it right out there. And they know, I mean, they're four and eight coming in and two of the wins were over Mulvane, which I don't know if they've hardly won a game this year. I think they're about over. So... You know, getting up after a big tournament victory is always difficult. And we came out exactly the way I, I, I the game started the way I thought it would. I thought Steve used the word hangover. Yeah, it was a He hang- doesn't know anything about those though. No, I, I know nothing about hangover. So it was nine to seven in the first quarter and and you know, the bullpups just couldn't throw it in the ocean. And they were getting the thing is they were getting so many steals, but they were turning it over a lot in the first half. And then they kind of settled down in the second half. And the, the talent differential took over. I said 
right at the start of the game. This game will be in running clock. There was no doubt in my mind. And sure enough, after three quarters, the game was in running clock. It's really fun to watch the McPherson girls when they crank it up on the defensive end. Because when they really crank it up, and when they put full 100% effort on the defensive end, it is almost impossible for opponents to score. Not only is it impossible to almost score, it's impossible for them to even get the ball across half court in less than five seconds. That when they want to crank it up and keep their pressure on the full length of the floor, every team is crossing half court at seven, eight, nine seconds. That it is hard to move the ball. Then it's hard to even set up an offense. Well, they just get you sped up. They get you out of – they just don't see those kind of athletes – you know, the, the opposition game in and game out, they don't see that type of athleticism. And, and and the people, you know, the perimeter people that guard, you know, out on the perimeter, Ruddle, Het, Sheeprick, Hegeman. Pyle. Pyle. I mean, they are just, they are relentless. And, and then you got Andrea Sweat, when she comes in, you know, she's long. You know, you got Cassie and Maggie inside. Um, I know I'm leaving some people How out. How about Cassidy Beam? Cassidy Beam. How about Emma Balm? Yeah. Yeah, and I've said it all year, 1 through 12, I don't think there's a deeper team. You can't tell me, if you put Cassidy Beam and Emma Malm as the guards for the El Dorado girls, how many more games they'd have won this year? They'd score a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, because they're both very, very offensive-minded players. It's going to be another fun test for them on Friday night at Andale, and Andale McPherson was a whole lot better than them last year on the girls' side. Boy, they didn't. Is that the game they really did finish well? They like, were up by about twelve in the fourth quarter and, and got down to about four and two. They all had a little collapse yeah. where nobody could get the ball across the half court. Even T Rob, T Rob missed. I think she a missed a couple lay- free throws. Just a couple layups. It, it was a weird end to the game. Yeah. And Andale, they should be seven and six. I think that they handled Winfield pretty well last night, so they should be seven and six. The Andale boys had Winfield at about five points halfway through the third quarter. 40 to five in the third quarter. So these are not going to be easy games on Friday. And it's fun to be able to talk about this Andale team because we had some people from Andale call us about two weeks ago and say, hey, I hear you guys talk about sports. We're going to start listening. Yeah. And so I think our Andale people and the other are starting thing to, is, to tune in. It's a Friday night this time, and Andale – packs the place. It's going to be tremendous atmosphere. So it's really not that long a trip to Andale. It's supposed to be about, what, 55 degrees by Friday. Hey, make the road trip. Steve, are you glad you don't live in Minneapolis or Des Moines or Omaha today? I wouldn't even get out. I wouldn't even. I'd stay in bed. If only you had Wi-Fi at home, you could do that all the time. Well. You could just stay in bed all day. That's true. Yeah, Minneapolis, what is it, like minus 16 yeah, something like that. With about a minus 40 wind chill. Yeah. Ooh. But it's supposed to be, what, 65 here on Sunday? Is that right? I don't know. I think it is. I think it's supposed to be like 65, real breezy. But tee it high and let it fly is what I there say. There you go. All right, Steve, let's take a break. Speaking of teeing it high and letting it fly, I don't know, that wasn't a very good transition. The Jayhawks were terrible last <sighs> night. I want to give Steve some time to air his grievances because he is not happy about the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into that. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, 
Nextech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, <laughs> 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve heard the sweet sounds of Calypso. Calypso. By John Denver and his oh, eye. Yeah. It almost looked like he was looking at Peter Pan <laughs> as he saw the sky yeah. light up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just the eye contact it had me laughing, yeah. Steve. Oh, you kind of look like Peter Pan today. You've got a lot of green on. Color of money. Ooh. Well, not a whole lot of money for the Kansas men's basketball team last night, Steve. I want to just open up the floor and let you talk about the Jayhawks because you've been a little frustrated with them all year, to say the least. And I've been trying to walk you off the ledge and say, Steve, it's okay. They're still going to win the Big 12. What did I say they'd do last night? Lose to Texas yeah. on the road. Yeah. Now, they're 5-3 and three in the conference. They're no longer in first place, but the two teams in first place are at 5-2. and two. Here's your opportunity, Steve. Let it all out. The floor is yours. Well, I, they stink. I mean, when they <laughs> if they don't play in Allen Fieldhouse, they've won one game outside of Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, you, you mean in true road games? True road games, yeah. They've won some neutral site games and things like that. But in the Big 12, if you want to win the Big 12, you got to at least win half your road games. And right now, it doesn't look like they're going to do that. This is a rudderless ship. It has no leader. <laughs> it's softer than Charmin. Uh, you know, for all of Diedrich Lawson's offensive brilliance, He's he's just worthless on defense. He can't he can't guard anybody. He gets bumped around. The two freshman guards, they're lost. I mean, they they're just out in left field somewhere. Now, Abaji comes off the bench. Where would they be without him right yeah. now? LaGerald Vic didn't start last night. He's, Was there a reason for that besides just coach decision? Coach's decision. They just wanted to try and light a fire under LaGerald. You can't LaGerald is all about LaGerald. You know, he He's just, you know, I don't know if it was a good thing that he came back or not because I, you know, I know he hit a lot of big threes early in the year and he kind of carried the team early, but I just don't know, you know, when your senior just doesn't seem to be, you know, engaged, that has an an effect all the way down through. And Bill Self, I mean, you you listen to Bill Self after the game, it's it seems to me he doesn't like this team. I liked his comment where somebody asked him and said something along the lines of, when did you know that this game was getting away from you? And he said, well, what time did we fly into Austin yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's very he's, he's very sarcastic after the games when they lose. And it's obviously wearing on him because this team isn't what he thought it's going to be. This is going to be a season like any other that he's ever had there. The chemistry's not good on this team. He doesn't have any shooters, and I'm just telling you, it's just going to be they'll make it to the tournament, maybe win one, maybe even win two, but Sweet 16 is pushing the envelope. I'll ask two questions, Steve. If we're taking your entire life savings, we're taking it to Vegas, we're going to Caesars Palace. Number one question, where do you see this team seated? in the NCAA tournament. If you had to put your money on it right now, are you seeing them as a two? I see them as a five. A five? Yeah. 
Have they ever been a five seed under Bill Self? I don't think so. But I think five, four or five. Because they're Forward, tum- I don't think, is crazy. They're tumbling. They're tumbling dice. I mean, they're just... They're number 11 in the country. Well, but they're going to drop again next... They're, they have been precipitously dropping every single week. So if you're putting your money on it, you're driving out to Vegas, here you are at Bally's, you're putting your money on them being a five seed. Well, they're going to lose at K-State. I mean, that's to me, that's just... You could go ahead and bank that. And let's see, where else do they have to go? They got to go to. They never win at Gallagher, no matter how bad Oklahoma State is. Next game, so they'll play on Saturday against Texas Tech at home, and that's and that's two teams that are really that game right there. To me, the loser of that game's done because the loser like that forever. Game, well, what do you mean done by in done? the Big Twelve race? They're done. Oh no, they're all fine. No, everybody's all log jammed at the top. I, I'm telling you. Throw out that K-State terrible performance. K-State and Iowa State right now are the two teams to beat. So then after playing Texas Tech this weekend, they'll play at K-State on Tuesday, Oklahoma State at home over the weekend next weekend, and then at TCU. So those are their upcoming games. My other question, if you're going to put your money on the line and you get some pretty good odds, will KU win the regular season Big 12 championship? Now I'll include a tie. They don't have to win it outright. But are you betting money that they'll win, or are you going to put your money on the field? I'm taking the field. Wow. I really am. Steve has lost all faith. I I, I just, you know, I, I say it on the Bullpup Boys broadcast. I talk about body language, and this KU body language is just wretched. It really is. It's just bad right now. There is no confidence at all. Quentin Grimes, he's mind-blown. I mean, he was supposed to be a one-and-done. Well, he's one-and-done as a starter, maybe. He might be a reserve <laughs> next year. So, I mean, it's just, it's a, you know, these guys come in so hyped up. Everyone sees three McDonald's All-Americans. Well, just because you're a McDonald's All-American, that doesn't mean you're going to pan out. When You know, you, you got to remember, some of these guys are dominating against, you know, non-account schools in high school. They're putting up these fabulous numbers, but then they get to college, and it's a different deal. I think if I was heading out to the desert and they said, okay, here are your odds. You can take the field. You can take Kansas. I think I'm still taking Kansas today. They sit at 5-3. and three. They still have a lot of time to turn this thing around. They can't win on the road, though. They, they have cannot. a lot of time to turn this thing around, and where I think it could turn around are these next two games. If KU beats Texas Tech over the weekend, turns around, goes to Manhattan and wins, lock it in. They're winning the Big 12. But that's not going to happen. They split these two games. Let's say they win at home against Texas Tech. They lose at K-State. I think I would still feel pretty confident putting my money on them. I, I, it would still be a little nerve-wracking. K-State has won at Iowa State. K-State's won at OU. But what I'm saying is if they lose both, they lose to Texas Tech this weekend at home. They lose to K State in Manhattan. Can you imagine? Uh oh. Can you imagine KU being five and five? Ooh. In the Big Twelve. Ooh. Steve will be screaming in the I'll back be, office. I'll be apoplectic. He's already been screaming back there and upset about whatever else is going wrong. Reading the KU chat rooms. I feel sorry for you back there, Steve. You're just diving right back into it. Well, it's 
It's tough being a KU fan, and I, it has I, been real tough I, with all those Big Twelve and championships I know, and, I know, and Final Fours. I know that I sound like one of the chicken littles, but the sky is falling right now because right now this is a rudderless ship. In fact, Diedrich Lawson and LeGerald Vick after the game last night talked about how this team has no leadership, and when the teams are questioning the leadership, then you know you have a problem. Yeah, I will say for all the grief that you gave McPherson high basketball fans that were a little bit afraid when they started off 0-3, I think you are the biggest of chicken littles with this KU basketball team. You've been nervous about them but since I was, one. I wasn't nervous about the Bullpup Stars. No, you weren't nervous about them. Because I knew, I mean, I looked at who they lost to, I looked at how they lost, and I knew that this Bullpup team had basically about two players back that had really played a lot. It was going to take those other guys time to catch up. They're 9-4. and four. Just remember, the 2000, let's see what be, the 16 team? Yeah. After 13 games, they were 9-4. and four. They played for the state championship. Ooh. They were 6-4 and four after 10 games. Remember that. And then they rattled off three in a row in the tournament and the rest of the way until the state championship Play, game. Yeah, lost to Miege in the finals. All right, Steve, let's take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I don't... <laughs> you just had such an eager look on your face when well, I looked at you. I'm like, you went from I Calypso to, what is it, Dawn? Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon round the old well, oak that, tree. That was quite the transition. Let me say. <laughs> I didn't quite. Fit, I didn't see the correlation. I, I just. I just looked up and you were <laughs> giving me a look. They probably play that on The Bachelor. What do you think about that song? I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not a Tony Orlando fan. He's not. He's no free bird. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> it, it, it's really great message, you know. You, you go to jail when you come back. Yeah. <laughs> if she'll be waiting on you, she'll find that yellow ribbon around the tree. I don't even. I don't even know the lyrics. I just. It sounds like some. I don't know. I don't like this. <laughs> it's still playing in my head, well, and sure. the listeners can hear it a little bit. Yeah, but Steve can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear the headset. I just wing it. Oh, I, I just think it, it shows a great message. You have to stay faithful to your people that are in jail. Have you ever thought about dating a woman in jail? No. I've thought about it. No. I one time wrote a letter to a person in jail. He wrote really? to the radio station, and he was like, hey, I I think he might have been in Hutch or somewhere. And he was like, hey, I'm in jail, but I, I, I enjoy listening to the station. I try to, to avoid jail <laughs> myself, people in jail. I don't want anything to do with jail. The only jail I'm in is I hit a ball in the hazard and I have to wait out and the ball's halfway out of the water. Do I decide to get muddy trying to hit the ball out? That's jail. (laughs) This was not the direction I thought this show was going to go today. But I'm glad to hear that you're trying to avoid 
being a jailbird. Yeah. Jailbird Steve. I think you could do it. I don't look good in orange. How much time do you think you could spend in jail before you lose your mind? About an hour. Yeah, you would get a little itchy. Yeah. What what if you had like a house arrest? You think you could do house arrest? No. We'll get you a computer and Wi-Fi set up and you can watch Netflix and post your stories Uh, in mid-Kansas online. I don't want anything to do with the penal system. No, I don't. I don't want that for you either, Steve. No. I, I I've got your back, but okay. I think maybe a little jail time would be good for you. Why? Well, you just got to get straightened out a little bit. Sometimes you're a loose cannon. Really? You live life on the edge, and oh yeah, I'm, I really live. Life. It's like those intervention shows I'm where they take the young at, kids. I'm in bed at a quarter of ten. They take those young kids and they show them jail and say, "Stay off the streets, well, little Johnny." Well, we could do that for you, Steve. You do, you don't want to spend your I'm, senior citizen years in jail. No, no, I'm old enough now where I don't need that. <laughs> All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show. I think we'll talk a little bit about bullpup basketball coming up on Friday night. How about we go through some Super Bowl prop bets tomorrow, Steve? Okay. We can come up with some stuff like, will they go over two minutes on the National Anthem? Gladys Knight. She'll be doing a great Gladys job. Gladys Knight's doing it? Yeah, she I is. Like Gladys Knight. What about Maroon 5? You excited for the halftime show? No. You like Maroon 5? No. Adam Levine? Skinnered. Skinner to be great for halftime. Anto- Antonio Orlando. Can you imagine if they started playing Freebird all the... <laughs> free bird <laughs> alright Steve wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell I'm Jim Joyner thanks for listening to According to Jim we'll talk to you tomorrow According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg and Galva Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.